Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. It is Wednesday, January 30th, 2019. For the next hour, I'm going to give you the latest entertainment and celebrity news on actor Jesse Spallett, James Ingram, teacher Campbell Martin, Christina Aguilera, Gwyneth Paltrow, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. The average time a resume spends on an HR manager's desk is seven seconds, and most of them are tossed aside. Now imagine if one of those resumes belonged to Yasmin, who was... Living in a shelter, juggling three jobs. I had to be resilient. That's something that you can't teach. We rely so much on a resume, yet it could never tell the full story of someone who... Had to be independent and take initiative, and that's how I handle every project I get. Discover new ways to develop great talent at gradsoflife.org. Brought to you by Grads of Life and the Ad Council. 85 million adults in America have high blood pressure and are at risk of having a stroke or heart attack. You may not feel symptoms, but the results from uncontrolled blood pressure are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its High Blood Pressure Awareness Partners. When I was little, I didn't talk for a long time. I was sensitive to lights and sounds, so I built secret hiding places where they couldn't get in. Sometimes, I did the same things over and over, until one day, I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it better. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at autismspeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know what's going on in the world of entertainment, just click on the follow-up button on the show page, and that way it will send you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of the stories today on the show, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656, and press the number one that's three four seven six three seven two six five six and press the number one also like us on facebook just go to www.facebook.com slash that's entertainment.radio follow us on twitter at that's entertain one that's t-h-a-t-s entertain and the number one you can also follow me on twitter at stiletto 14 stiletto like the High Hill Shoe, that's S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O, and the number 14, and also follow me on Instagram, just go to T. Jones Gibbs, that's T-J-O-N-E-S-G-I-B-B-S, right now the current temperature in the NY is a sunny, cold 28 degrees. Before I get started with the show today, I'd like to give a shout-out to everyone who's listening on the phones and is online. Thank you for joining me here on this Wednesday afternoon. So how is everyone? Um, I hope you're inside and staying warm. I want to shout-out to everyone that's in the uh, Midwest portion of the country, uh, cities like Chicago and Minneapolis. Uh, they're feel- feeling the bitter 
bone chilling cold of what the weather report is calling the polar vortex. Uh, I hear it's going to be heading to the East Coast tomorrow, so I know here in New York we got to be prepared because it's going to be getting down in the teens. I heard this morning it was like minus 27 degrees in Minneapolis and minus 7 in Chicago. So to all my listeners from those cities, try to stay warm. Do not go outside. Stay home as, as keep warm as possible. Also, the Super Bowl is this weekend. How many of you guys are ready? Um, you know, it's the uh, the cheating Patriots, New England Patriots. <laughs> I mean, the, yeah, the New England Patriots and the Los Angeles Rams. They're going to be battling with, uh, for the title. Um, also, uh, I want to also make an announcement. Saturday, February 9th, is my annual pre-Valentine Day show at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, so make sure you tune in. If you don't have any Valentine's Day plan, well, it's, it's it's a couple of days before Valentine's Day, but if you don't want to go out in the cold, you have nothing to do on a Saturday night, just keep me company. Stay home, keep warm, and listening to some of my uh, favorite R&B songs from, from some of my favorite R&B artists. I do it every year, so that's going to be on Saturday, February 9th, my annual pre-Valentine Day show at 10.30 p.m. Eastern right here on BTR. So uh, lots to talk about today. Um, the one story that everybody's talking about is about the senseless uh, crime with actor Jesse Smollett. Uh, he's been a victim of a hate crime. He was uh in Chicago, speaking of Chicago, around 2 a.m., when these two men approach him, uh, attacked him, call him um, a racial slur, uh, they called him a, a, a homosexual slur, and uh, he was, uh, it was alleged that he was uh, beaten in the face. He had, they had sprayed some kind of chemical on him. Uh, they try. They put a noose around his neck, and he was able to take himself to the hospital. And it's been people are just outraged that we are still doing this in this country, in America. You know, uh, I talked about this before on my show that racism is uh, more alive and well than it's ever been before, and. Uh, What's uh, uh, interesting about this, these two men that did this to Jesse was that they uh, shouted to him that this is a, a mega country, which is an acronym for Make America Great Again, the same uh, slogan that Trump been using throughout his campaign and people walking around with these god-awful red hats with that slogan. And it's just getting worse and worse. But we're going to be talking about this. Also, the death of Grammy-winning singer and songwriter James Ingram. As you notice, at every half-hour mark of my show, uh, there's a commercial that talks about my show. Um, and it's my voice of my husband. He's on there. And I played the instrumental version of Yamo Be There, which was a hit for James Ingram and Michael McDonald. And I uh, didn't know that uh, 
he had suffered, was dealing or battling brain cancer. So we're going to be uh, talking about the Grammy-winning singer and songwriter and all his hits uh, today. Also this week, uh, Tisha Campbell Martin has put out a restraining order against her husband, Dwayne, the actor Dwayne Martin. Um, he's been abusing her for a while, and we, you know, we kept hearing about their bankruptcy, their money issue, their money problems. But this, this is the first time we are hearing about that she has been suffering years of abuse at the hands of her strange husband, Dwayne Martin. So we're going to be talking about that today. Christina Aguilera is the latest recording artist that uh, has a residency in Las Vegas. Gwyneth Paltrow is facing some uh, off-screen drama of her own. Uh, She's been accusing a new lawsuit of leaving a retired Utah uh, Utah doctor um, with a brain injury uh, when uh, after she had skid out of control and just left him without getting any help. So we're going to be talking about that. We're also going to be talking about congratulations to Marvel's Black Panthers. Um, You know, they won big at the SAG Awards this past weekend. And guess what? For uh, Black History Month, matter of fact, it was one year ago almost when the movie Black Panther was released in the movie theater. Now they're going to re-release it again for free. So that's exciting. Also this week we're going to be uh, talking about... um, uh, Tito Jackson, he's gotten into some legal trouble of his own as well. So uh, without further ado, uh, let's get started with the most talked about stories of the week. Hit it! All right, well, Empire star Jesse Smollett says he was a victim of a possible hate crime Tuesday morning in Chicago after he was targeted by two attackers who hurled racial and homophobic slurs at him and tied a rope around his neck. Now, Jesse Smollett, who is 36 years old, was walking in the city early Tuesday morning in the 300 block of East North Water Street near the popular Navy Pier where he was approached by his attackers. Attackers who gained his attention by shouting the hateful words in his direction. Uh, the star played a, uh, you know, you know him on the hit Fox TV show Empire, where he plays a gay character on the show, and uh, you know he, you know, is shot is shot in Chicago in the Windy City, and he revealed in 2015 that he too identified as a gay man. Now, the incident is being investigated by the Chicago PD as a possible hate crime. A Smollett's attacker beat up the actor, poured this unknown chemical substance on him, and wrapped a noose around his neck before they fled the scene. Now, according to TMZ.com, the noose was still around uh, Jesse's neck when the police interviewed him 45 minutes after the attack, which he is thought to have left him with a fractured rib. Now, Smollett was overwhelmed with support from his celebrity friends following this attack, with stars including Viola Davis, Kerry Washington, Ariana Grande, and Empire creator Lee Daniels voicing their shock and horror over the incident. A Smollett, who had touched down uh, in Chicago just prior to the incident and was reportedly on his way to a Subway restaurant, took himself to Northwestern Hospital, and right now he's in good condition. Uh, in a follow-up interview with detectives, the, the actor also told police that the suspect yelled, this is mega country. 
as they attacked him. Now, Smollett was reportedly threatened one week prior to the attack via a letter with threatening language. The FBI is leading the investigation into the written threat. So far, the police have not been able to find anything to put out a description of the attackers and urge any potential witnesses to send information to uh, cbttips.com. Lee Daniels, again, the co-creator and executive producer and director of Empire, who is also openly gay, recorded an emotional Instagram video for Smollett upon learning of the attack. Now, a rep for the star did not immediately respond uh, to requests for any comment, but Smollett is a former child star who appeared in films like The Mighty Ducks and North through his most noble role as Jamal Lyon in the Fox drama Empire. Now, Jamal plays the son of Terrence Howard, Lucius Lyon, and Taraji P. Henson, Cookie. Now, he's been a series regular since the show premiered in 2015 and has won a slew of NAACP Image Awards for his role. The company that produces the show, 20th Century Fox Television, said in a statement that it was deeply saddened and outraged to learn that Smollett was viciously attacked. Uh, Smollett's castmates on the set of Empire, which had halted production due to the extreme weather in Chicago, where it's filmed, have also been provided with counseling who they can discuss the horrific attack with and ask any questions. In addition, Smollett and his co-star will be provided with armed security when they go out into the streets of Chicago to shoot scenes. Uh, California Senator Kamala Harris, uh, a 2020 Democratic presidential hopeful, knows Smollett personally, and she called the attack outrageous, outrageous and awful. A lot of people is calling the attack, you know, that this is just, you know, first of all, once again, uh, you have a, a, a racial uh, something racial. He had Jesse Smollett, a, a black man who, throughout this country, black men in America or black people in general have been a victim of hate crimes. Uh, tra- every time a traffic stop, you don't know if the cops going to stop and shoot you. And then for him to uh, his sexual orientation, he's being a, a victim of that, and and all the other. Um, gay people here in America who have been a victim of their sexual orientation, have been a victim of a crime, a hate crime as of such. So, I mean, it's just, it's I don't know. I mean, it's always been there, but it seems that a lot lately it's just getting more and more vicious. Uh, it's just becoming more common than ever. So uh, we're hoping uh, Jesse get uh, you know go uh, get better, and we're wishing him a speedy recovery. Uh, right now we got 15 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host Tammy Jones Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you are just tuning in for the first time, welcome. This is our 10th year here on BTR, and uh, we're just proud and excited, and I also want to thank everybody for their support from listening for all, through this uh, past decade and being interested in, in pop news and pop culture and entertainment news. Uh, Grammy winner, singer, 
and songwriter James Ingram, who topped the chart with hits like Baby Come to Me and Somewhere Out There. He has died. He was uh, 66 years old. Uh, TMZ reported that Ingram died after a battle with brain cancer. Uh, Ingram was nominated for a whopping 14 Grammys and took home two trophies throughout his decade-long career, which started when he left his hometown of Akron, Ohio, for Los Angeles at just 18 with his band Revelation Funk. The group struck out when he came into came to making it big and soon disbanded, but Ingram stuck around in Hollywood singing and playing piano and studio session with Ray Charles and recording vocals for Marvin Gaye. Now, Ingram's career took off in 1981 when the legendary Quincy Jones included his song just once on his album, The Dude. Also included on the album was 100 Ways, which earned Ingram his first Grammy for Best Male R&B Vocal Performance. Ingram continued to churn out hits like the 1982 Patti Austin duet, Baby Come to Me. The track uh, topped the Billboard chart a year after, and uh it after it released thanks to renewed interest after he it was featured prominently in the soap opera General Hospital. Uh the musician's first solo album, It's Your Night, was released in nineteen eighty three and it featured another hit, Yamo Be There, a duet with Michael Do- uh Michael McDonald. The song earned the pair a Grammy for Best R and B performance by a duo or group with vocals. That same year, Ingram also co-wrote the Michael Jackson hit, P.Y.T., Pretty Young Thing. Ingram's next major hit came in 1986 when Somewhere Out There, a duet with Linda Ronstan, was included on the soundtrack of the animated film An American Tale. The track won Song of the Year at the 1988 Grammys and peaked at number one on the Billboard charts. Ingram went on to release another four albums throughout his career, and the final one being 2008 Stand in the Light. The star was also a two-time Oscar nominee for his musical contribution to the 1994 film Junior and the 1993 movie Beethoven Second. We're going to miss that velvet voice, I tell you. And if you are, you know, if you've been listening to the show throughout the years, you know that at the half hour mark, my commercial features a little snippet of Yamo Be There, uh, which I've been, been, it's been a part of my commercial for the past 10 years. So he is truly going to be uh, missed. Uh, James Ingram, uh, dead at uh, the age of 66. Tisha Campbell Martin claims she suffered years of abuse at the hands of her estranged husband, Dwayne Martin, but says she kept quiet about it in order to protect him and their children. According to the court documents obtained by the Blast, Dwayne started physically, emotionally, and mentally abusing Tisha at the start of their marriage in 1996. She hit up the courts on January 24th to file for a domestic violence restraining order, claiming the most recent abuse happened this past December when he allegedly grabbed her by the arm to try to get her in the bathroom after claiming their son was sick. Now, the Martin actress now admits she's scared and she owes it to her children to speak her truth. Teacher said that the fight over her weight ended with Dwayne punching her with a closed fist in the chest. Uh, As Previously reported, uh, Tisha and Dwayne are in the midst of a bitter bankruptcy and divorce, and she accuses him of hiding assets and trying to run a smear campaign against her. Meanwhile, according to the Blast report, the restraining order was granted, and Dwayne must stay 100 yards away from Tisha until their hearing in February. The children were not included in the order. 
And Christina Aguilera is the latest star to announce a residency in Las Vegas, which she'll kick off on May 31st at Planet Hollywood's Zappos Theater. Aguilera says she's been in discussion to host a residency for quite a few years and that the show will feature ideas she's been thinking about for a while. The first leg of the residency, officially titled The Experience, will run through June 16th with multiple shows each week, then resume from September 20th to October 6th at a similar frequency. The six-time Grammy winner recently concluded her first concert tour in a decade. Aguilera, who has an 11-year-old son, Max, and a 4-year-old daughter, Summer, said having a large block of shows in one place is easier on her family. The Lady Marmalade artist followed in the footsteps of Britney Spears, Celine Dion, and Jennifer Lopez as an artist to hold a Las Vegas residency. Hip-hop star Cardi B, meanwhile, announced her own Vegas residency last week. And Gwyneth Paltrow is facing some off-screen drama. The actress is accused in a new lawsuit of leaving a retired Utah doctor with a brain injury, four broken ribs, and other injuries as she skid out of control and collided with him from behind at the Deer Valley Resort in 2016, then left without getting him any help. Terry Sanderson, who's 72, charges in the paperwork filed Tuesday that Paltrow got up, turned, and skid away, leaving Sanderson stunned, lying in the snow, seriously injured. He also claimed a ski instructor who was working with Paltrow falsely blamed Sanderson for the crash, despite not witnessing it, and also didn't get any assistance for him. Sanderson is seeking $3.1 million in damages. And uh, Marvel's Black Panther will be back in theaters next month following the film's Best Picture Oscar nomination. The screening will be free in honor of Black History Month and will be held from February 1st to the 7th at 250 AMC theaters across the country. According to THR, it's common for Best Picture nominees to return to theaters for limited runs ahead of the final round of Oscar voting, which begins February 12th through February the 19th. Director, uh, directed by Ryan Coogler, Black Panther made history again when it became the first comic book movie to be nominated for a Best Picture Oscar. And on Sunday, the auctioneer became the first superhero flick to win the Screen Actors Guild Award for Outstanding Performance by a Cast in a Motion Picture. As was previously reported, the star of the billion-dollar blockbuster, Chadwick Boseman, hit the SAG stage with his fellow castmates to deliver an inspiring speech after their win, in which he said there is a place for us. The film also won outstanding action performance by a stunt in some ensemble in a motion picture. And after the ceremony, Bozeman posted a pic of the cast holding their trophies along with the caption, to be young, gifted, and black. There is a place for us. Thank you to SAG for the appreciation and celebration of our work. The phrase is a reference to Nina Simone's song of the same title. In addition to the free screening next month, Disney announced that it would be donating a $1.5 million grant to the United Negro College Fund. And uh, Aquaman is swimming towards a new global box office mark, which will make uh, director James Wan blockbuster the biggest Warner Brothers superhero movie ever. Wan's film is just millions behind The Dark Knight Rises, which is the studio's top-grossing film featuring a DC Comics superhero and expected to pass that figure over the weekend of January 25th to the 27th. 
Now, Aquaman has already sailed past $1 billion worldwide, making one the only filmmaker who has delivered a billion-dollar blockbuster for two different studios. His Furious 7 raced past $1.5 billion for Universal in 2016. One is already on board for an Aquaman sequel once he sees a script he likes. Wow. And uh, you got to go see it. I, I saw Aquaman, uh, okay, I think through two weeks after it was released, you have to go see it. You have to go see it. It's really, really good. Uh, the cast lineup of Avengers Endgame keeps growing with two more actors reportedly joining the upcoming movie. One is a completely new addition, while the other is a familiar face from Marvel's cinematic universe. According to Revenge of the Fans, Ken Jeong will be starring in the sequel to Avengers Infinity War. While his role is currently unknown, it is believed that his appearance will likely be limited to a blink and you miss it cameo. John previously worked with Endgame director Anthony and Joe Russo on Community, for which the brothers serve as executive producers. Fellow Community alum Abed Nadir and Jim Rash have also appeared in other Marvel movies, such as Captain America the Winter Soldier and Captain America Civil War, respectively. The 49-year-old licensed physician and actor is also best known for his role in the Hangover films. His top-line ABC comedy, Dr. Ken, before it was canceled after two seasons in 2017. He recently stole attention with his portrayal of uh, Go Wai Mun in 2018's hit romantic comedy, Crazy Wish Asians. And as for a returning actor who is said to appear in Endgame, Renee Russo, the 64-year-old actress played Queen Frigga, Odin's wife and Thor mother in Thor and Thor the Dark World. She's expected to reprise the role in which would be the final installment in the uh, Marvel Cinematic, Cinematic Universe Phase 3. Um Frigga rumor return may surprise fans since the character was killed off in the second Thor movie. However, given the reported time travel element in Endgame, bringing back a dead character is made possible in the upcoming movie, though it's still unclear how she will be incorporated in the storyline. Avengers Endgame is slated to open in the U.S. theaters on April 26th. Robert Downey Jr., Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans, Scarlett Johansson, Mark Ruffalo, Paul Rudd, and Jeremy Renner are among the star-studded cast. A new sneak peek for the movie is believed to be debuted during Super Bowl 53 this coming Sunday, February 3rd. And Johnny Depp is reportedly no longer attached to appear in the planned reboot of The Invisible Man. The Pirate of the Caribbean star initially boarded the Universal Studio project in 2016, signing on to revamp H.G. Wells' classic tale of a chemist who embarked on killing his spree after using a dangerous drug that rendered him invisible. But it appeared Depp has since stepped down from the role of the crazed leading man, and this is according to Variety. The news emerged as a studio revealed that they tapped Insidious, uh, Insidious Chapter 3 director Lee Wanell to take charge of the monster remake, reuniting him with Blumhouse production boss Jason Bloom, who also produced the filmmaker's 2015 supernatural hit and the 2018 thriller Upgrade. 
Now, Wells' novel had been adapted for the screen numerous times since it was published in 1897, with the most famous film version released in 1933, starring Claude Rain as the Invisible Man. The reboot is intended to be part of the studio monster movie revamp series, which began with the 2017 release of The Mummy, featuring Tom Cruise as Nick Morton and Russell Crowe as Dr. Henry Jekyll. However, the big-budget blockbuster fell flat with critics and was considered a box office bomb after projected losses were reported to be up to $95 million, despite grossing $410 million worldwide. Wow. And uh, also, uh, we, uh, this week, um, they were saying that, uh, you know, since the Super Bowl weekend, uh, Maroon 5, he they are getting ready to, uh, well, they have canceled uh, their news conference to discuss the band's Super Bowl halftime performance, chose, choosing to not meet with reporters as most acts have done. The NFL announced Tuesday that the artists will let their show do the talking as they prepare to take the stage this Sunday. Now, Maroon 5 with frontman Adam Levine will be joined by former Outkast member Big Boy and Houston rapper Travis Scott at halftime of the game between the Los Angeles Rams and the New England Patriots. The NFL said instead of a new conference with the performers, it will use media platforms to show behind-the-scenes footage and content. While Maroon, uh, Maroon 5 did not give a reason for its decision, it comes as some entertainers have said that social injustice needs to be addressed during the Super Bowl. That has led to some criticism of performances who are holding events in Atlanta. Jermaine Dupree said he was called a sellout for hosting a Super Bowl-related event during a meeting with people who have lost family members as a result of police brutality. And after meeting Dupree and the um, victim's family members who came to a compromise and the music mogul plans to give, like, mothers a platform to speak on stage during his Super Bowl live event in Atlanta. Now, former NFL quarterback Colin Kaepernick helped start a wave of protests by kneeling during the national anthem to raise awareness to police brutality, racial inequality, and other social issues. And as you know, we talked about this last week, how um, Gladys Knight is is scheduled to do the uh, the Star Spangled Banner, and she got some slack on that part as well, you know. So, um, you know, we'll see. You know, we'll see what happens. And, uh, um, you know, I mean, whatever your views are, you know, I I, I felt that, you know, that Jermaine Dupri is doing the right thing because it does hit a nerve. And, you know, there's been a lot of controversy behind this protest and, um, how it's not against the NFL, it's not against uh, the National Anthem, it's just a protest. And, uh, you know, a lot of artists have spoke about it, and uh, regarding artists, actors, even athletes have spoken about it. So we'll see what happens. Right now we have here 30... 
minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more about the show, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, uh, you can... um, Follow us on Twitter, and that's Entertainment One. That's T H A T S Entertainment, the number one. You can also uh, you can also like us on Facebook. We have a Facebook fan page. Just go to uh, www.facebook.com forward slash that's Entertainment dot radio. Uh, right now, I'm going to go ahead and uh, take a music break, and when we come back. Uh, in the next half hour, um, we're going to be talking about, uh, speaking of the Super Bowl, uh, you know, we, there's another big game that's coming up. It's the 2019 NBA All-Star Games, and I'll tell you who is tapped to perform a medley of his hits. Also, we're going to be uh, talking about uh, the Sundance Film Festival, where uh, actress Jada Pinkett Smith spoke about why she almost quit acting. That's right. Uh, also, uh, Nick Cannon is getting ready to take over the hosting duties of the Wendy Williams show. He's not going to be permanent, but he's going to be uh, be the face of the show for a couple of days. I'll tell you more about that. And um, we got uh, also, uh, this is very controversial, and people were talking about this. Uh, before there was a Martha Stewart, there was a B. Smith. She was a lifestyle guru who who did the restaurant thing and lifestyle, just like Martha Stewart. But um, right now she's um, she's been um, battling Alzheimer's disease. And her husband, Dan Gatsby, uh had put it out there on, I guess, social media about his relationship with another woman as he cares for his wife. Uh, he has a girlfriend, I guess, on the side here. And there's been a lot of controversy about this this relationship or the setup or whatever you want to call it. And uh, we're going to be talking about that. Um, for some reason, I'm having some technical difficulties, so I guess I won't be playing any music for today, so we'll just go right into it. Um, the... Uh, Maroon 5, as I was telling you, has canceled uh, their news conference uh, to discuss the band's Super Bowl halftime performance. And um, they, they're choosing not to meet with reporters, as most ha- acts have done. And they announced on Tuesday that their artists will let the show do their talking. And, um, you know, that was the story I left off with Jermaine Dupree doing something special for victims of family victims for family members who have been uh, compromised uh, or been a victim of uh, police brutality and racial inequality. So they're going to be doing that. Now, speaking of Super Bowl Fifty Three, not only will that be the only big game that sports fans are going to get ready to enjoy, but the 2019 NBA All Star Games will take place at Spectrum Center. Center in Charlotte, North Carolina, on February 17, with a star-studded line of performers providing musical entertainment during the upcoming game. And among them is J. Cole. He's been tapped to perform a medley of his hits, 
during the halftime show of the game. Meanwhile, Meek Mills will open the night as the all-star team are introduced, and Carly Rae Jepsen is set to take the stage to perform a rendition of the Canadian National Anthem, while R&B singer Anthony Hamilton will be in charge for the performance of the U.S. National Anthem. Uh, as for the team, LeBron James, he's going to be served as the captain for the West team, which starting lineup includes the likes of James Harden, Stephen Curry, Paul George, and Kevin Durant. And serving as the captain for the East team is now, um, uh, let me see if I can get this name right. I don't follow sports that much. It's going to be Giannis Antetokopo. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. He's going to lead uh, Kyrie Irving, Kemba Walker, and Joe Emblid, among others. The 68th annual NBA All-Star Game will air live at 8 p.m. Eastern on TNT and will be seen by fans in more than 200 countries and territories in more than 40 languages. And speaking at the Sundance Film Festival this week, Jada Pinkett Smith spoke about why she almost quit acting and the new career path she nearly embarked on. As reported by Rolling Out, the 47-year-old actress admitted she lost her desire for acting after a while in the biz and considered stepping away from the spotlight in order to go back to school and study psychology. The girl trip star ultimately decided to stick it out because she had accomplished so much already. Instead, she took a short break until she felt motivated enough to take on another movie role. Smith previously revealed on an episode of her Facebook watch show, The Red Table Talk, that she had a complete emotional collapse after she reached a certain amount of success. Now, you know, Jada was very popular in the 90s. Remember, she was on uh, on the show A Different World, which was Bill Cosby's spinoff from his show, The Cosby Show. She was on movies like Woe or Woo. Um, she was in Low Down Dirty Shame with Keenan uh, uh, Keenan uh, Ivory um, Wayans, Keenan Ivory Wayans, excuse me, and um, other movies. And then all of a sudden I noticed that she hadn't been making movies as much. She wasn't doing any television shows. So this was the reason why she was thinking about just calling it quits. But we're so glad she didn't because she went on to do Girls Trip and she went on to do some other movies and television projects as well. So we're glad that she hung in there. Um, Nick Cannon is taking over hosting duties of the Wendy Williams show. That's right. It's not a permanent gig, but Cannon will be the face of the show on February 4th, 5th, and 6th. He'll be continuing Wendy Williams' signature segment, Hot Topics. Cannon has been a guest on the show plenty of times, and as uh, as was reported earlier, um, Wendy Williams' family announced that she was still recovering from her fractured shoulder and also had to be hospitalized as a result of symptoms from her grave disease. Now, distributors and uh, producers, Denmark, Mercury, they previously announced that the show would feature a variety of hosts starting this week, January 28th. Now, Williams, who fractured her shoulder in December and then worried fans when she slurred her words on air, she later apologized and blamed the painkillers she was taking to treat her fracture. Since then, William has delayed her show return twice. It was originally supposed to return shortly after the new year, but was pushed back to January 14th, and then the show was pushed 
and the return date again to January 21st in order to allow Williams to heal and come back at 200%. But um, as you know, she has um, a hot topic panel of some of guests who have been on her show, who are, have been on her Hot Topics panel before, and they're doing a great job. They're doing a wonderful job. And uh, we just wish Wendy, well, Wendy Williams the best, and hopefully she'll get better soon. Uh, fans of the fame restaurateur and lifestyle guru B. Smith are lashing out at her husband after he and his blonde girlfriend appeared in a Washington Post profile. Dan Gatsby, who's 64, opened up about his relationship with the other woman as he cared for Smith, who's 69, amid her ongoing battle with Alzheimer's disease. Now, Gatsby first went public with his romance with Alex Lerner, who's 53, back in December in a post on the Facebook page he shared with his wife. He and Smith have been married for 26 years. According to the report, the two met in the summer of 2017 and remained friends initially as the divorced mother of three told the Post that she had socialized with Smith previously as at a charity event and didn't want to go out with a married man. But while having breakfast with Gatsby and Smith one morning, Lerner realized this is not a man cheating on his wife. Lerner has also taken on a caregiver role. She has a room in Gatsby and Smith's East Hampton home where she stays when she visits from her Manhattan apartment. Smith was diagnosed with Alzheimer's six years ago. Gatsby previously told people that taking care of her was a 24-7 job. Meanwhile, critics of Gatsby and Lerner's relationship are not here for him uh, embarrassing his wife, and many have noted online that you don't bring your mistress in the house where your wife lives. That's what one commenter, uh, one person who commented on the on the post, they said that you you is deaf to you, do us part, and how can you take care? Or how how can you have this other woman in your house while your wife is still alive? So there's been a lot of a uh, uh, controversy behind this, and. Some people feel that, you know, he needs a life of his own. It's very stressful. You know, I'm still taking care of my wife, but I know maybe she, you know, some people are saying, well, does B. Smith know sis? Is she just going in and out? What What is their arrangement? What is their agreement? Who knows? But a lot of people felt that, you know, he, he shouldn't be having this, Girlfriend, while his wife is going through this uh, very uh, emotional and 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 this very ongoing battle disease with Alzheimer's, so you know, I I feel that, and also too, they they had something to do with the other woman being that she's a Caucasian woman, so race is playing an issue in this as well, so. Uh, we'll see. I mean, uh, it is a touchy issue because, you know, when you're married, you're married for life, death through your part, sickness through health. And uh, people just thought it was wrong for him to have this other woman going out with this other woman while you are still married and you're living together and under one roof. So right now we have 17 minutes left remaining in the show. 
Uh, HBO's love affair with the talented Issa Rae continues to blossom as the cabler has officially given a series order for her half-hour sketch show, which Rae will executive produce alongside our girl Robin Thede. As reported by Deadline, Thede also star in a black lady sketch show, which will be written and directed by an array of black women, and will also have narrative sketches with a core cast composed of black women in addition to celebrity guests. The project is part of Rae's overall deal with HBO. Thede said of the project on Twitter, quote, I created a black lady sketch show because I love how many insanely funny black women are grinding in these comedy streets. It's time the world recognized. This show is going to be epic, and Issa Rae and I are so honored to be bringing this project to HBO. As noted by Complex, Didi previously served as the creator and the executive producer and host of BET Late Night Show, The Rundown with Robin Thede, which ran for one season. Prior to that, she was the head writer and correspondent for Comedy Central, The Nightly Show with Larry Wilmore. She is currently developing a script project for ABC. And Tito Jackson got a new legal issue to deal with. The musician and a band he plays with apparently negotiated in bad faith with the B.B. King Music Company and profited off of the late blues legend Celebrity and says a lawsuit filed by the music company, which is also demanding that Tito Jackson and his bandmates cut a check and stop using B.B. King's name. Specifically, the B.B. King Music Company is going after the B.B. King Blue Band featuring Tito Jackson for trademark infringement. And according to legal documents obtained by TMZ, the band never received written permission to use B.B. King's name on its worldwide tour. However, there's this B.B. King Music Company claim that has an oral agreement for the band to use the famous artist's name, but they never actually signed it. So it comes to this. The B.B. King Music Company is suing not only for money, but also for an order forcing the band to stop using the name. Uh, in related news, Tito Jackson's son said he's raising funds to release an explosive documentary city that will expose media and showbiz corruption against his late uncle, Michael Jackson. Todd Jackson, who is also a member of the pop group 3T, said his project will reveal how MJ was betrayed, entrapped, and extorted throughout his life. He also said it would exploit myths about the famous king of pop, particularly around the unique relationship with children. Taj has launched his project in response to a screening of the documentary Leaving Netherlands at the, Leaving Netherlands at the Sundance Film Festival this week. And a celebrity feud has popped off. Actor Terry Crews and comedian D.L. Hughley are going at each other via social media over Crews' sexual assault allegations. The bottom line is that Crews wondered out loud if he should slap the S-H-I-T out of Hughley. The interesting turn of event is happening because Sunday morning, Crews, rightfully, some would argue, went in on Hughley over in an interview the funny man did with Vlad TV a few months back where he said he found it incredulously that a dude with all those muscles couldn't stop an agent from touching him. Now, this is what Terry said. He responded by saying, quote, you told the world God gave me muscles so I could say no. Are you applying I wanted to be sexually assaulted? I'm listening, sir. Then Hughley responded by saying, you saw the video to which Cruz quickly shot back. Sir, you say I should have pushed him back or restrained him, and I did all those things, but you act like I didn't. Where were you? Then Hughley then added that Cruz would have gotten physical with the alleged assailant. But 
he said that's different than slapping the SHIT out of him. Now, Cruz came back and said that if you truly feel that it's a correct way to deal with toxic behavior, should I slap the SHIT out of you? So, in any event, Terry Crews elaborate on the disappointment with D.L. Hughley's comments. Um, you know, he's saying that, you know, and and, and, and D.L. Hughley's not the only one. TL, I mean, Terry Crews has went on the record saying that he when he came out about this uh, incident, um, he hadn't got any support from uh, black men or people in the black men in the business, actors or whatever in the business. But he got a lot of support from black women. And he's saying that, you know, now if I had to slap the man, then that would have damaged his career. So he took the high role, and D.L. Hughley is kind of not making a joke out of it, but he was just surprised that a man of his stature and built should have went in. But uh, Terry Crews decided, I'm going to take the high road. So they've been going back and forth about this. Um, If you are a Cardi B fan, you might want to know that your girl straight up rocked the house at the Adult Video News Awards Saturday night in Las Vegas. According to a report, Cardi did not disappoint as she opened the show with Bickin' Head and She's Bad, looking really sexy. She had the crowd going nuts during her relatively short set. However, before her award show set, Cardi performed at a private 40-minute show for Cam Girls, adult stars who perform live stream sex shows. And again, she did not disappoint. She even said, quote, I'm so excited for these awards more than the Grammys. I don't know why. Unquote. Um, Cardi B is the first female entertainer ever to perform at the Adult Video Awards. And if you're wondering about how about um, about Kim Porter, Sean Diddy Combs' ex and the mother of his three children, we fi- finally found out how she died. Uh, they said that she died of lobar pneumonia. This is what the Los Angeles County Department of Medical Examiners and Coroners revealed on Friday. The actress and model was found unresponsive in her Toluca Lake, California home on the morning of November 15, 2018. She was pronounced dead after authorities were called. Kim was 47. Porter and Diddy were on and off for more than a decade until 2007 and shared a son, Christian, 20, and 11-year-old twin daughters, Delilah Starr and Jesse James. The music mogul also helped raise Kim's son, Quincy Brown, from her previous relationship with Al B. Shore. And uh, Kanye West, uh, he's reportedly dropped out of Coachella because festival bosses refused to build him a giant dome. According to editors at Billboard, days before the rapper was due to be revealed at one of the 2019 headliners, he insisted on performing in a custom-built dome in the middle of the festival grounds at the Empire Polo Field in Indio, California, rather than on the main stage. The dome would be created by set designer John McGuire, and Kanye would play the center in the round format. Now, the 41-year-old had reportedly complained that the main stage at Coachella was not big enough, okay, for his performance. Mm-hmm. But the uh, the senior uh, executives at the music event 
uh, promoter uh, Golden Voice dismissed his demands, and Kaye Dome would be possible to build in four months, and organizers would need to rearrange the entire desert festival site and remove a large section of portable bathrooms. Hmm. It was also alleged that when Kaye was told his drone would not be built, he became irritated and abruptly ended talks with the Golden Voice uh, bosses. Less than 24 hours after the flash, li- flashing light hitmaker pulled out of Coachella, Ariana Grande had apparently been signed up as his replacement. The lineup for the two West, uh, weekend festival, which take place on April 12th through the 14th and April 19th to the 21st, also include Childish Gambino, Janelle Monet, Tame Impola, Kid Cootie, uh, and Wiz Khalifa, Pusha T, and Bad Bunny. Mm. And uh, newly engaged Safari Samuel, who we all know who used to be the boyfriend of uh, uh, Nicki Minaj, well, he and Erica Menya has reportedly been offered, get this, 350000 to live stream their wedding. Now, according to a source, mainstream digital platform, they reached out to the couple after they announced their engagement last month. The love and hip-hop star plan to marry this year, and apparently some people from the VH1 production team believe an interactive wedding event is the way to go. Now, sources say Safari and Erica hasn't accepted the offer yet because they're still in the early planning stages of their nuptials, but they're definitely interested in a huge payout to broadcast their special day for all to see. They will definitely have a lot of people tune in as Erica has 3.8 million followers and Safari has 2.1 million. Erica took to Instagram on Christmas morning to flash her engagement ring bling and revealed that the wedding day has already been set. She was previously engaged to a rapper Bow Wow and Safari dated Nicki Minaj for over 11 years. Wow. That's a lot. Um, that's a lot of history. Um, you know, the thing about reality weddings, uh, they're, you know, they're beautiful, they're elaborate, but sometimes they don't last. You know, sometimes people... Uh, wish they didn't get married on reality TV. Case in point, Bethany Frankel. She says she wished to God she never got married on reality TV, on TV in general. Because look at the relationship of her and her ex-husband. You know, he's been stalking her. He's been um, uh, trying to uh, gain full custody of their daughter. He's just be- he's just becoming a, a living hell when it comes to her, you know. And she says she wish she, she never had did it. So you know, I guess it has its positive and negative reinforcements, you know. Uh, another house, uh, Candy Burris from uh, Escape. She and Todd on the Real Housewives of Atlanta. She got married. Nene Leakes. They got well. She renewed. The, they renewed their wedding vows on on the Housewives. So I mean, it has its positive. It has its good. It, it has its good moments, and it also has its bad moments. So we'll see. You know, and I would never thought that Safari Samuels and Erica Mena would be together. But it's kind of. Um, I don't I think it was last summer or the summer prior. She was dating 
uh, an athlete, I believe. She was dating somebody else. I didn't. I never knew that she and Safari was like that. But they did appear in a reality TV show uh, about uh, reality TV stars. I forgot the name of it, but they were both on the show together. And on that show, he did. Uh, let her know how he felt about her. You know, he kept giving her hints, but you know, she was looking at him like, "Please, you know, you just, a, you know, you're like a brother to me. You're like a, you know, good friend." But uh, I guess he was very persistent. <laughs> uh, right now, we have uh, four minutes left remaining in the show. I'd like to give a shout-out to everyone who's listening on the show today, listening on the phone lines, they are in the uh, listening on their computers. Thank you for joining me here on this Wednesday afternoon. Apparently I had some technical difficulties. My board is not working all of a sudden. So, um, you know, it happens. That's live radio for you. <laughs> Um, I'd like to thank everybody who uh, tuned in this uh, week. Uh, that's going to do it for me uh, for this week. And uh, also, just to remind you, don't forget to tune in on uh, February the 9th at 10.30 p.m., where I'm going to do my pre-Valentine's Day show. It's a show that I do every year uh, where I showcase uh, the R&B genre with some of my favorite R&B artists with some love songs and slow jam. So if you don't have any plans for the weekend, and usually every time I have that show, I know this, since I've been doing my Valentine's Day show, it's either the weather is brutally cold or there's a, uh, was a blizzard outside or there's been a snow on the ground, a couple of inches. So you never know, it might happen again. But uh, if you don't have any Saturday plans and you just want to chill and you want to relax and, and you are a fan of the R&B genre, hang out with me. Again, that's Saturday, February 9th at 10.30 p.m. Eastern right here on BTR. And I'll also post it on Twitter and on the Facebook page when I will broadcast live for that show. But uh, thank you again for all your support uh, for these past 10 years. And uh, thank you for listening today. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You have been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. Don't eat too much at the Super Bowl. And I'll talk to you next time. Take care.